This podcast was inspired by an internship with the Museum of Motherhood. Please visit mommuseum.org for more information about the museum, to find out how you can get involved, and to help us strengthen our wonderful community of mothers. Again, that is mommuseum.org. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Bethany. And I'm Amanda. And And we're we're sisters. We are both toddler moms, but we have very different experiences of motherhood. So we are on a mission to talk to different moms who all have different experiences. With a whole lot of laughter, tears, and probably coffee, we embark on a journey to experience motherhood through the eyes of others. Please join us on this journey as we explore motherhood through funny, loving, and very real memories. This This is Mom Talks Talks with My Sister. Hello! Hello! Welcome back to Mom Talks with My Sister. So excited to be here. So excited that you've decided to join us on our journey. Some more here for episode two. Episode two. This is so exciting. You know, this is something that you and I have always kind of talked about, but like never, never seriously. So it's actually really fun that we we joke about it. We joke about it. And then bang, we're doing it. I love it. I feel like it's like parenthood. You just kind of jump in with two feet and... You know, hope the water's not too cold. <laughs> Wait, it's so true. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get with parenthood. You never know. So, I mean, with that said, do you have a mom moment of the week that you would like to share? I do. Um, I have a really cute mom moment. It's one of those, like, moments of, like, this is this is what being a mom is just all about. So I was putting our daughter to bed and um, I was tucking her in and I was giving her um, a kiss and out of nowhere, she reached up from under the covers and um, she had her two little hands on my cheeks and then out of nowhere, I don't even know what prompted her to do this because this is not like a normal bedtime thing. She just reached up, put her little finger on my nose and goes, boop. And I was like, (laughs) What did this just happen? I didn't know how to react. I was like, because if for me in normal Amanda fashion, I was like getting ready like to scream because when I get excited, I go like, <laughs> and um, I was like internally screaming, but I didn't want to scare her. So she stopped like, but she like put her hands like back on my cheeks and then she just did it again. She was boop on my nose and I was like this is this is the best this is like the greatest moment of my life <laughs> so did you react the second time um just with a giant smile but I'm still this whole time just internally screaming with excitement of just how adorable that was and how lucky of a mom I actually am because my daughter is just she's the cutest she's the best like any mom out there with any child you're like my kid is the best like that was my moment I love that story. That is such a good one. Yeah, she's super cute. How about you? What's your mom moment of the week? So mine's actually cute as well. I Um, love it. And so my son is in speech therapy. He is, you know, he's he's struggling verbally, um, but we're getting there. And um, he came up to me, I think it was like two days ago, and I wasn't exactly sure, you know, what he was doing, but he comes over and he puts his hands on my head and he goes, Ed. And I was like, what? And then he puts his hands on my cheeks and he goes, ch-ch-ch. And I said, 
cheeks and then he just smiles and he puts his hands on my nose and he goes nuz and I was like oh my, oh my gosh like you're learning like I mean we work on this but he's never been able to say it yet and you know he's mm-hmm. he's definitely progressing and he just we went through and I said well where are my ears and he grabbed my ears and he said yeah yeah and I'm like Yes. So, you know, we're we're making progress and he's getting his words. And I again, like you, I didn't want to overreact because right. even though I was so excited, I didn't want him to stop. But it was just like, yes, you're doing it. You're so good. You're so smart. And I just wanted to be like, you're the smartest kid in the world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're like, I need to show you how proud I am and how excited I am in this moment, but I can't overshow you because then you're definitely going to stop. It, yes. Why do they do this to us? I because literally I, I want to just jump up and down for joy and celebrate every single second of what is happening. But mm-hmm. then they're like, it's not that big of a deal, mom. Calm down. <laughs> like Bring it down a couple levels. <laughs> I mean, and you're getting yourself a three-major soon, so. three-major. Yeah. I'm a little terrified. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know. No, we're actually reaching a point right now of kind of she's past that, like, I'm going to totally see what I can get away with, you know, where I'm going to complain or I'm going to just completely not listen to you. We're kind of getting towards the other side of that, actually, where it's like, I'm still going to test my limits, but not quite as much. I'm like, ah, three. All right. All right. Bring on three. Yeah. 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 But it's one of those things, right, where we always think in the stage that we're in, it's only going to get better. And then you get like a two-week reprieve. And then they're like, just kidding. Right. And then they go back <laughs> to being a little terror, but in a different way. <laughs> yes. And it's like, I'm learning. I'm learning how to mess with you more. Just more sneakily. Yep. <laughs> so, well, last week we spent some time to introduce me this week, I think that it would be really super awesome to introduce you, Amanda. Oh, okay. I'd love to. Yeah. So tell what us. What would you like to know? I want to know everything. Um, oh we're going to be here a while. I'm just kidding. Okay. All right. So let's start. <laughs> you were born in. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, so. I'm not sharing that information on this podcast. <laughs> so. Let's start with your pregnancy and your labor, um, you know, as, as much or as little as you want to share as far as that goes. Sure. So um, I'll start just slightly pre-pregnancy. So my husband and I, um, we had talked about having a child on a whim. It was kind of like, you know, I I shared this last week with, you know, we were very good. We were very happy, you know, both have good jobs, you know, we have our house and life is just good. And, um, it was actually, he said to me one evening, I always thought I'd be a dad. And now I'm not saying we're old, uh, or we were old when we decided that we were going to, you know, try to be pregnant. Uh, but you know, it was later than, you know, maybe average people, you know, might get pregnant. Um, and I told him, I was like, well, you know, let's just sleep on it and we'll kind of see, you know, it was something that, you know, we just had just, we were good. Um, and so the next morning we got up and we, we talked about it and we said, okay, you know, we're not gonna, we're not gonna, uh, wait 
our entire relationship on whether we can have a family or not. Um, you know, to be perfectly honest, he had never had any scares in his past. I'd never had any scares in my past. So honestly, we weren't really quite sure if we could or not. So we were just, you know, we'll try. And if it happens, it happens. And if it doesn't, we'll be okay. Um, and uh, it was about six months and uh, then we were pregnant. Um, we decided that we wanted it to be a surprise so we didn't know what we were having um which we got either complete opposite reactions on that we got people that were either like oh my gosh that's so cool we love that you guys are doing that or the complete opposite of oh my god we have anxiety for you how are you doing this like there's no way that i couldn't know um so that was really fun um and we were kind of just you know it didn't really matter. We had we had names planned for, you know, a boy or a girl. And I'll never forget when I did go into labor, which I'll kind of rewind in a second. I, I was laying on the bed and my husband was standing above me, you know, holding my hand. And I looked up at him and I just said to him, oh my gosh, I really think this is a girl. And I had never had that before. Like I had never had that like wave of just like knowing. And they say that moms know, um, or like a mom will like think that she knows maybe. And then it's like, wait, oh my God, I had that totally wrong. But um, I had never up until that moment where I was just starting to push uh, during my labor that I was like, this is a girl. And, uh, she was a girl, but, um, I would say during my pregnancy, um, I had an odd pregnancy, but it wasn't odd. Um, so I was kind of the exact opposite of moms that you read about, uh, because I kept looking for, um, you know, what to expect during your different trimesters, which I'm sure most moms do. Right. But, um, I kept reading about how tired and how, um, you know, just the hormones affected moms more in the first and the third. And for me, in the first and the third trimesters, I felt great. I had no um, morning sickness. I didn't have any food aversions. Like, I had energy. It was it was awesome. And I, I, I was like scouring the internet trying to find other moms that were like kind of dealing with that. Like not dealing with it, but like like just like, oh, this is great. But the second trimester, I was like, oh my gosh. Like it wasn't even that bad, but it was like I had no energy and I actually got my very first experience with insomnia. I've never had insomnia in my life. And insomnia to me, like I've had times where I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't sleep. Like I'm up, like I'll be up in the middle of the night and I'm like, ah, I can't get back to sleep. This was totally different. This was my body is drained. My body is exhausted. I need to sleep. I need to sleep. And I physically cannot sleep. It, it's different than, oh, I just can't sleep. And I don't know how else to explain that. Um, but that along with the un bearable heartburn uh, because yes, the old wives tale of uh, if you have heartburn, your baby's going to have a head of hair. Uh, my baby had a giant head of hair. Um, I have never seen so much hair, beautiful, naturally highlighted hair yeah. on a baby before. It was a lot of yeah. hair. 
It was a lot of hair and the only thing, so I don't know if this will help moms out there, but the only thing that worked for me, I tried everything. The only thing that worked for me was almond milk. I had read somewhere that uh, there's a protein or something in almonds and almond milk. I should have bought stock in almond milk because we had it in the fridge and it's the only thing that kind of sort of helped me. Um, but that was my only kind of like, I, I don't know, bad, if you will, in quotes, uh, experience with, with being pregnant. So now you had a natural labor. You didn't have a C-section. Correct. So I had a natural labor. So we, um, we were, I don't know, I don't want to use the word lucky enough, but being that I was, uh, again, not old, but older than maybe your average woman having a, a baby, um, I was on the list of, you know, when it's time, when we've reached our, you know, 40 weeks, you can come on in if you haven't had the baby yet and we'll get you induced. Um, and so I called in for, I think, like two days and then they, they had a bed ready for me at the hospital. And um, my stomach was really tight, but I wasn't in pain. So I was just like, oh, like this happens sometimes where my stomach gets really tight. I had no idea I was having contractions. So I got to the hospital. They hooked me up to everything. And um, they were like, oh, we don't have to induce you. You're already having contractions. I'm like, I, I am. This is a contraction. This is weird. I really wasn't in any sort of pain. I understand that that's the beginning of it. But um, yeah, it was really weird for me when they told me that that was a contraction. Because when you've never had a baby before, you're like, is this a contraction? I don't know. Is that a contraction? Like, oh, is that a Braxton Hicks? I don't know. You, you can't, you just don't know until you've experienced it. So even to this day, I still think it's funny that I was having contractions and didn't realize it. So, um, they did end up, uh, breaking my water and it was actually very funny. The doctor came in and, you know, she was checking on me and then all of a sudden she didn't tell me she was doing it, but all of a sudden I just heard this snap and I was like, what was that? And then, oh, hello. That is a, that is a surge of liquid that is happening. (laughs) (laughs) So I had, I had a, my water breaking was the only thing that my body did by itself, but I was kind of sitting on the edge of my bed and in almost a prayer position, just like leaning on my bed with my hands clasped. And I was experiencing contractions via the Pitocin and, um, I'm just kind of rocking and that snap, it's, it's like not, it's indescribable. Like yeah. you hear it and you feel it. And just like you were unprepared for it, it yours was done manually, but uh, you weren't ready for it. It was the same thing as me. Like I wasn't ready for it. And it was just something that like, how do you describe that to somebody who has never right. felt it? I'm like, imagine a rubber band snapping inside of you, but not hurting. But imagine that. Like what? That makes no right. sense. <laughs> It's so true too. the best way like I could describe like because I'll never forget the sound just because I was so taken aback by it because I wasn't prepared for it. And the best way I can describe it is like someone taking their fingernails and like kind of like making like sound between like if I was like to snap my fingernails kind of like a I don't know if that's necessarily coming across in the microphone. No, I think that's actually a very sad. I bite my fingernails basically down to the (laughs) quick so I, I can't do that but I think that's a solid description for the sound like I heard it and I think that's good thanks because it's not like a snap like it's not like a like a snap of your fingers it's more of like a 
I don't know. Yeah. But that's how I remember. But after that, it did not take long for the uh, the intense uh, contractions to start. And um, I didn't have a birth plan. I was very kind of just go with the flow. What's going to happen is going to happen because I'm going to make a birth plan. I'm the type of person that I'm going to make a birth plan and none of it's going to happen. And I need to not set myself up for a certain expectation. I just need to do it. So um, I was the one thing that I was also planning on was an epidural. That was the one thing just because again, like you said last week, I was a little intimidated by the idea of you know, a natural birth. It's, I mean, it's scary, especially again, because it's, you're learning as you go. You don't, you don't know what to expect with your first. So, um, I did get an epidural and luckily we had a pretty good preg or a pretty good, uh, delivery. Uh, my only other, I get a hiccup, if you will, is we did push for quite some time. Um, it was, it was, you know, once you get the flow of actually what you're supposed to be doing, what they're telling you, explaining to you how to push. Um, but we did push for um, over three and a half hours. We were getting close to four um, and my body was just exhausted. Luckily, the baby was doing good. And that was always my main concern. How's the baby? Like, is she doing? Okay? I didn't say she. I didn't know it was she at the time. But, um, you know, is the baby OK? Is the baby OK? And she did great. She was good the whole time. But for me, my body was just exhausted. And I know that there's women that have barely had to push. And then there's women that have pushed a lot longer. So uh, my doctor said, you know, if we get to four, we're going to have to figure something else out. So um, that kind of got me in gear, gave me my one last, uh, you know, energy surge. And uh, we got her out. She did. She did so great. She did so great. And then it was, oh, my gosh, what just happened? And uh, funny story. So my husband was supposed to announce the sex of the baby uh, once it was delivered. And uh, the baby was being held up kind of like uh, Simba in The Lion King above <laughs> me. And all, and I, I mean, I'm just kind of laying there like dazed and confused. Like what, what just happened? My life is, is now officially going to absolutely change. I have this little life force that just is here now. And, uh, they, they cleaned her up a little bit and then they put her on my chest. And all I can see is this head of hair. I have no idea what this baby is. And we were excited to find out if it was a boy or a girl. And, um, I'm looking around and I, I am just like, I looked at my husband, I looked at the doctor, I looked at the nurse, I looked at the resident and I'm, I am, I kind of had this, I remember this, this kind of like goofy look had to have been on my face. Like I'm holding this baby. I have this giant head of hair on my chest and no one is telling me what we just had. And, um, I, I finally said to my husband, I go, what did we have? And he, with just his voice cracked, I've never heard my husband's voice do this before. And I think he was just in shock because I think he was expecting a boy. And he said, we had a girl and I'll never forget how his <laughs> voice sounded. Um, and that's the, you know, that was the day that just both of our lives honestly changed for the better. And it's, it's, it's been amazing ever since. That's awesome. So I have to ask this because okay. I know my experience, but did you at any point worry about or think that you pooped during labor, which is completely normal, but I have a funny story that I'd like to share, but I'd like to know your answer first. 
I I love that. I love that question. Um, that's a great question. Um, so I I was slightly worried about it, and I think I think because I've heard other people say like, oh, when you're actually delivering, like you don't think about it. Like I, for me, in between contractions and pushing. I was like, we need to keep this light. We need to, I need to stay, um, I need to stay happy. I can't, I mean, yes, I want to think about what I'm doing, but in between contractions, I need to just like talk to me like a normal person, like joke around with me, like be like normal, like my, my normal. And, um, so at one point I'm going to say probably halfway through, I did, I looked at my husband and I said, have I pooped yet? And he said, no, you're good. And I'm like, have you seen what it looks like down there? And he said, honey, I'm standing right here. I can't miss what's happening down there. I'm like, oh, I thought I would care. I don't care. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Isn't it so funny how, how much you just, you just get taken over by the experience that the little things that you thought you would care about, you just don't. But yeah. even now, like I just asked you if you pooped while you had labor and this yeah. is going to be a podcast we're sharing with the world. Like, and I'm, right. you know, we're just like, it's, you worry about it before you do it. You know, I mean, maybe not everybody. I know some, some people don't worry as much. I worried a lot that I was going to poop. I was so embarrassed. I was like, oh my goodness. Yes. Um, but I remember after my contractions actually started and, um, they got my epidural going. I finally was able to get some sleep. And I fell asleep and I woke up and I said, oh, Ryan. And he's like, what? What's wrong? And I go, I think I pooped. Oh. <laughs> and he goes, what? And I was like, I think I, think I pooped. Will you look? <laughs> so oh. here I am in this horribly uncomfortable labor bed whoever designed these things really needs to rethink their life choices because this bed (laughs) that I was on for three days was like a just like a metal slab with a sheet on it it was terrible it was so I did not have that experience my my bed was comfortable oh I mine not so not so much it was terrible but so Ryan like he lifts up the blanket he looks and he's like no like you did not poop I'm like I feel like I did He's like, I swear to God, I wouldn't lie to you. You didn't. So then like 10 minutes later, my nurse comes in. Her name was Morgan. She was fantastic. I loved her. And she left 15 minutes before my baby was born. I was so sad. But um, so Morgan comes in and I said, Morgan. And she goes, yeah. I said, I'm so embarrassed. And she goes, why? I said, I think I pooped. And she just starts laughing. And she goes, I don't think you pooped, but I'll check. It's like, okay. She looks, she just, she puts the blanket down. She goes, you didn't poop. She picks up the phone and she goes, hi, yes, the patient in room eight is ready to push. And I was like, oh, that's what that pressure is? Because I totally (laughs) thought it was poop. (laughs) That's amazing. I will say I also had a great experience with our nurse. She was she was unbelievable. And, um, at the hospital we delivered at, um, you can leave, uh, like special reviews and like they, they call them giving the nurse stars or whatever. And she was, she, she was a lifesaver. I, I literally can't imagine having delivered without her. She was just as kind. She was, she was so wonderful. And she also, um, is the one that 
brought to our attention our daughter's hair, um, which I mean, we'll we'll post pictures on on the Instagram of her hair because I tell people she has natural highlights, but until they see the picture of what her hair looked like when she was born, and she still has them, her hair's lightened up a lot. But we are talking like I just went to the salon and I have black hair, and someone put a cap on me and bleached the hair through the cap like and that's I mean it was blonde like white blonde highlights not not white they were like like that perfect golden blonde that like you do you pay for yeah yeah my my baby literally came out with I I just went to the salon before I came out because I can't be introduced to the world without my hair being just fabulous. So what you're saying is she was just a girly girl from the start. She is. She is the epitome of a girly girl, and this mommy is not upset about that. Yeah. No, I love. She puts her little rings on, and she she just walks around with. I mean fingers full of rings blingy sparkly rings she gets her little heels on her little dress up heels she's the cutest oh thank you i mean i again i'm biased but i think so too (laughs) she's she's the best so uh now that she is here how is raising a little one for you it's like nothing that i ever expected and i feel like you can try to plan and you can try to prepare and nothing will ever prepare you for what it's like to raise a child. Um, You and I, our younger brother said it best uh, because as we discussed last week, he had, uh, he had a child before we had uh, our two kids. And he said, they, they don't prepare you for being scared for the rest of your life. And the moment he said that after we now have our kids it's one of those things that's like it hits you like a ton of bricks and it's like oh my gosh I've never heard a more true statement you know it's you're scared when things are good you're scared when things are bad you're scared you know that something's going to happen to them you're scared that something's going to happen to you and then you're not going to be there for them and you know it's you know a cough or you know a fever or you know a splinter you know it's you you really are scared the whole time and then you're scared am I going to do something wrong or you know so it's definitely not you can't prepare for being a parent no and and I think that people try to prepare us for the things that we can control as parents um but it is those those things that you can't control I realized when my son was born what I was the most worried about all the time was the temperature of maybe not his surroundings, but was he cold? Was he hot? Like, how does he feel? Because me, I get super, super cranky when I'm cold. So I'm constantly worried, is he cold? Now my husband gets super, super cranky when he's hot. So he's like, no, it's so hot. And I'm like, but I'm freezing. Like, I understand you don't have a shirt on, but I have like 26 on. (laughs) <laughs> so, like, how do you find the balance for that? Like, Right. But so it's those things you can't control, you know. It's funny because with my son only being two, I was talking to some friends of mine about, oh, my gosh, what do you do when they have their first heartbreak? That's something you cannot control that we all go through. Right. I'm horrified 
for the first time, his heart is broken by another human being. Like, what do I do? How do I make that better? And it's that, that, that loss of control, I think. Yeah. That's just so intimidating. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things that we are, we're at that stage of, you know, now our kids have personalities, you know, I mean, they, they do right from the start, but now they're really starting to show in the things that they like, the things that they don't like. And, you know, it's that you can see them getting older where it's like you instantly put yourself, you know, 15 years from now, even though you don't, you don't want to, but you know, it's like, you want to still protect them and you know, at some point you have to just kind of let the reins go and we're not prepared for it. And I know we have a long time, but still we're going to blink and it's not going to be a long time. Yeah. No, it's crazy because I mean, with his second birthday, just around the corner, I'm like, wait a minute. No, I just found out I was pregnant. There's no way that he's going to be two. Yeah. There's no way. Like that's insane to me, but, uh, So, well, Amanda, um, as far as mom experiences go, you specifically had the discussion with your husband when you decided that you were going to have one child and you were, that was it, one and done. And that was your plan from the start. How has that impacted your day-to-day life as a mother? So that's a really good question. Um, Yeah, so my husband and I, when we decided... um, you know, that we did want to try. Um, but if we could get pregnant, um, for us and in our life and what's important to us and, you know, you know, even going back to our own childhood, um, and knowing what we would want to provide for a child, if we were able to have one, um, you know, we decided right from the beginning, if this is going to happen, it's, it's, we're just going to do one. And I will say, um, I wasn't sure if that would last as far as, you know, you have other people that come into your lives that are like, oh, no, you know, you have to have at least two. They have to have a sibling. And, you know, you and I, we come from a big family. You know, there's there's four of us and we're all so close. And I love that. Um, But at the same time, having four, you know, also as a kid, you know, has, you know, some downsides. And I'm not saying our parents did anything wrong um, by having four um, because there's ups, you know, there's positives and negatives, I think, no matter what you decide or if you, whenever you decide you're done or if you decide you're not going to have any, you know, it's, I think you can go through the, the positives and negatives of both. So when we first had her, you know, I wasn't sure if, I would get past that baby stage and be like, oh my gosh, I really want another one. And I joke around with my husband all the time. I'm like, now I know why people get lap dogs like later in life where it's like, it's that cuddle. It's that, that's connection and that I can take care of you and I can hold you and I can love you. And you're going to love me back unconditionally. You know, you're not going to hate me for grounding you or for, you know, taking your toy away or, you know, and so, um, I was, I was, concerns that even though we had talked about only having one, that maybe that might change for me or maybe that might change for him. Um, and it didn't. Um, we are now going to almost three. She'll be three here in just about two months. Um, and um, we we are good and we are set with one. Um, and I think what's really stood out to me is because we knew from the very beginning that it was just going to be one. Um some of those hard days 
we were able to reflect very early on and say, you know what, we know it's hard right now, but we have to enjoy every second of this because we're not doing it again. So the nights where, you know, she was up in the middle of the night and we're tired, you know, like all parents are when you're first bring your baby home and you're exhausted and you don't know what you're doing and um, you're so just needing to sleep, but you're, you know, having that, we never had that moment of, oh my gosh, I wish I wasn't in this moment, but that's only because I think we said to ourselves very blatantly, we're not doing it again, so we're going to enjoy every minute. So those times where we can be frustrated, that we take a step back and we reflect, don't be frustrated because you're not going to get this again, you know? So just being able to, I think, have that um, on the forefront of our minds of, you know, we're going to parent knowing that we're not doing it again. Yeah, I think that's really important because, you know, I do, like I said last week, I do want another one, but I don't know if we're going to be able to do it. And, you know, that does make things tough because there are times where I think like, I'm going to have these snuggles again. Like I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to have a baby this age again. And, but then there are times where I'm like, but what if this is the only time? So I think knowing that does kind of give you that leg up and gives you that, that, um, deeper appreciation of, of every second. So yeah. It's really cool. It's really cool. So you brought up, you know, people asking, whether you want to give her a sibling. And, you know, you had mentioned we do come from a big family. Um, We're a family of four. Our youngest sister is, you know, developmentally disabled, which has caused, I think, us to have uh, a tighter tighter knit than maybe um, some, some others. But you and me and our brother Corey, we talk on the phone every morning on our commute into work. And I don't know any other siblings that do that, right? Um, We are super, super close. My Mm -hmm. husband and his brother, they just don't have that much in common. They talk a couple of times a year, birthdays, holidays. Um, So when people ask you, don't you want to give her a sibling, knowing that there's, you know, a chance that she could have a sibling like us or she could have a sibling like, you know, my husband and his brother, does, does that ever make you feel bad for not wanting to or solidify your decision to not want to, or does that never cross your mind? That's a really good question. Um, it has definitely crossed my mind. I've definitely thought about that. And again, you know, like, like I said before, it's, you know, the positives and the negatives, and there's going to be both in any decision that we make. Um, so, for us, it's, we don't want to be in a position of, well, we're just going to have another kid to have another kid, you know, just to give her a sibling, like, because that's not fair, right? Like to us, that's how we approach it of, you know, we don't want to just say, oh, well, we'll just have another one, you know, just so she has a sibling. And yeah, we would be taking that chance that maybe they didn't get along. I mean, but every parent does that. I, I don't, I don't think that would necessarily be the case, but there are times that I see her playing and if I'm making dinner and I can't play with her that second, it's like, man, you know, if she had a sibling, would she be more entertained in this moment? You know, I don't want to have another sibling just so she has someone to play with, but would she be happier in this moment? Is she going to grow up later in life and say to us, um, 
I really wish I had that connection that you have with your siblings. And I do feel guilty and that does, that does make me feel bad, but the things that we'll be able to give her uh, and the life that we want to give her without having another child for us and our life and kind of, you know, our goals in life, um, not just for us as a couple, but for us as a family, for her as an individual, um, that kind of weighs into that. And it's kind of, you know, one of those, we think that her life will be hopefully more positively affected than negatively affected and not for nothing with as close as, you know, we all are. Um, and, uh, luckily our children are all within a year apart of each other. Um, we're hoping that, she'll have that relationship with her cousins that are like her siblings. And maybe she'll meet an, a friend who needs a best friend, like a sibling one day down the road. And we'll, our house will always be opened, you know, as long as she's got really good friends, good, positive people in her life, our doors will always be open to welcome in her friends. Like there are our own kids because we, we love, we love people. As long as you are a good person, we love people. So <laughs> I think that's great. That's awesome. I'm glad Thanks. that you don't feel that pressure to change your mind. I think it's healthy to have that, that kind of guilt and that thought process of what if, because if we don't think of the what ifs, I guess, where does it bring us? Right? Like, yeah, you know, we got to kind of go with a situation from every angle to make the best decision. And I think that you guys really did that. And I think that's awesome. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, do you have any advice or any other tips that you want to, you know, give other moms who may be in that one or other parents that may be in that one and done situation um, that, that you guys have are in? Yeah. I mean, I think going back to kind of what I just said of, um, whether it's you know you're a one and done parent or you're not sure or if you know you want um if you want more kids you know now or later it's i would say the one thing that really truly helped us is to parent like you're not doing it again because you don't take moments for granted you end up i think in moments of frustration because we've all been there and there's going to be so many more moments of frustration, you know, for us as, as we go with her, um, you're able to kind of reflect a little bit on your reaction to things, um, and how that might, you know, affect your, your child in that moment, how it's going to affect you. Are you going to feel guilty later? Or are you going to feel like, you know, I, I made the best decision I possibly could in that, you know, quick moment. Um, so kind of parenting, like you're not going to parent again. Um, I think is, is a, the number one piece of advice and my number two piece of advice and every parent that has kids, um, now since we've had ours, I tell them all this, I've, I, I, this is my number two, I think cardinal rule is if your relationship, whether you're, it's boyfriend, girlfriend, or, uh, married, or, you know, it doesn't matter what stage of your relationship you're in, if the person that you're with um, is somebody special to you. Don't forget about your relationship. Um, you know, it, it's it's very important for my husband and I to get date nights when we can, and they don't happen often. But when we can get a date night, or we can we can take some time and just be with each other, and you know, we love each other so much. And I think for us, it's 
important to remember that one day, as much as I hate thinking about it, our daughter is, you know, she's always going to need us, but she's not going to need us like she needs us now. So we have to be, we have to be good. We have to still be there for each other and we have to, you know, still have our love, you know, kindling, you know, 18 years from now, you know, but so I just think that that's also very, very important. That's awesome. That's such good advice. I think that was, yeah, definitely something that many people probably need to hear too, because it's easy to forget ourselves and it is, you know, our significant others and our co-parents and, you know, those relationships are very important and they set good examples. So, all right. Well, I think we should get into Ask a Mom. Ask a Mom. All right. So for Ask a Mom, we are going to spin our lovely magical wheel and answer a question that has been submitted by an individual who does not currently have children of their own. All right. I Let's love this segment. It. I know. This is really fun. It's really fun. Ooh. I spun that a lot harder than I anticipated. <laughs> Question number three. Oh, okay. All right. Question number three was submitted by Amanda, age 27, who does want children of her own. Okay. Her question is, is there really no more time for yourself? Oh, wow. good question. That's a great question. And it kind of fits right into like my mom advice. Like yes. I just feel like that was, that was really good. Um, who wants to go first? Um, I, I'll go first. Um, okay. So as far as is there no time for yourself? Um, I think there's time for yourself if you make it. I think that if you forget yourself, um, then it's easy to forget to make time for yourself. Um, you know, kids are very, very time consuming. I mean, they become, they can't care for themselves. So you have to care for them, but it doesn't mean that you can't also care for yourself. So even if you know, what's important to you is 10 minutes of reading before you go to bed or a hot tea or a girl's night out. I have with my husband, I do one girl's night out a month and he does one guy's night out a month um, where we make time to remember, you know, I am still an individual and I am still important because when I'm my best self, I can be my best mom self. I love that. I Thank love you. that. I think that's a great answer. And I, I definitely agree with what you're saying and do not get me wrong. It is easier said than done to make time for yourself. Uh, whether you're a mom or a dad, um, if you are parenting by yourself or if you're parenting, um, in, you know, a relationship where, you know, you're, it's, it's, it's a split parenthood and the, and the child is, you know, children are going from house to house or it doesn't matter your situation. I do think that it's much easier said than done. But, um, I do think that, um, like you said, when you remember to take care of yourself or you remember to do that one thing, and I'm talking the simplest thing because you don't realize how time consuming they are until you have them. But like, even if you're like, I'm going to take five minutes and I'm going to go to the bathroom by myself. It doesn't mean I necessarily 
am going to the bathroom. This means I'm going to shut the door and I'm going to lock the door and I'm just going to be in here. I, I don't care if it's flipping through your phone, it's, you know, or it's listening to your favorite song, or it's just one of those little things and really uh, embrace that time that you have, no matter what you're doing, you know, it's, it's make it's making the time. So if you want the time, make the time. And I know you're going to be exhausted at the end of your day. Uh, you know, after you wake up in the morning and you're caring for your kids and you go to work and then you come home and you care for your kids and then you get them to bed. But if you, if you can just cherish five minutes of your own time, I, I think that, I think that that allows you to have at least some kind of a, some kind of a life. But again, like I said before too, you make time for, for date nights and, you know, things, you know, things like that, girls' nights, things that are important. Um, never forget to ask for help. Yeah, definitely ask for help. Accept it when it's offered, for sure. Um, and I think, too, it is worth acknowledging that there is less time for yourself. To say there yes. is no time for yourself is not true, um, but it is worth acknowledging your, your time frames change. Yeah. So you definitely do, you do lose a lot of alone time. Like we were saying previously, what did we do with our time before we had children? Right. I don't remember, but I know, I know. there was a lot more of it. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you, if you're saying, I do want kids one day, Amanda, um, cherish your time now. Do not take your time for granted. Um, and that's that that is my advice for you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on Mom Talks with my sister. Mom Talks with my sister. Wait. Oh my god. Get out of here. <laughs> um, I wanted to let you know you can get a hold of us if you want to submit a question for our Ask a Mom segment or if you have a specific or unique mom experience that you would like to recommend you can email us at momtalkswithmysister at gmail.com as well you can find photos of amanda's perfectly salon done daughter's <laughs> hair post-birth at instagram at with my sister pod we look forward to talking to you next week we will have our first guest with us next week Cannot wait. We have some really fun guests coming up for everybody to check out. So uh, definitely stay tuned. You guys are in for a really fun and wild ride with us moms. Yes, absolutely. Until then, live your best life. And don't take it for granted. Okay, love you. <laughs> okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Please note, the views and opinions shared by our guests are just that, opinions. They do not necessarily reflect our own views on topics discussed. 
So please keep an open mind while listening, as nothing about our podcast is meant to be hurtful or exclusive. Thanks for joining.